0: On this week's episode we talk about Overwatch, getting a free weekend and PUBG and all kinds of great things uh, that are happening in gaming. Stay tuned. This weekend our collective heads wanna put an old rumor to
1: bed. Stereotype that you've all heard, how we're all- just angry video game next Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This Week in Our Collective Heads This Week in Our Collective Heads Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Kevin, and I'm joined by Patrick, the DM and the GM with Class A. Hey. <laughs> So this is
0: episode 104, and we're bringing you the gaming news as we do every week. This is season 2, episode 2. Season 2, episode 2. We've got to start start labeling that. So we're going to start telling you the actual label. We'll keep internal track of it. So then we can be like, it's our 200th episode on whatever it is. Season 3, episode 5, whatever it's called. Um... Yeah, so we put the parenthetical. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, I think it'd be cool to keep them track uh, randomly because that's how the legit TV shows do it. You know, the like South Park's three hundred episode. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would have had to have, you know, put them in a spreadsheet. So someone's got to <laughs> do this. And speaking of keeping track of stuff, Major Nelson uh, tweets out uh, every single week uh, the backwards compatible games. Not
1: every single week.
0: Well, every he, he, single he week. He does them when
1: they're ready. When they're ready. we're and we're really. We really appreciate the fact that they're working on on maintaining digital. Cause like us figuring it out this week, yeah. And uh, I'm looking at the games that are coming out. I'm actually willing to forego the Amazon discount in order to get my games digitally because I I'm tired of physical games. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I don't want to keep the discs. I'm. Like, I
0: mean, I'm sorry, but I don't really care about loaning stuff to you anymore. I'm like, you can buy your own games. You're fine. I think, I mean, yeah, I think for the most part, I'm kind of in that boat. Every now and then I do want a physical copy, but, um, but usually, like, I I will keep, I will keep buying Souls games physical. I, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I almost, I feel like it's catch 22 because my, uh, what always comes to my mind when it comes to purchasing product like this is, Mm. is almost like an archival aspect to it yeah okay if I not that not that I have to keep everything that I buy but it's like okay if I'm gonna buy this and I want to keep it then I want to be able to play it whenever um, and I want to be able to have quick access to it yeah so having a physical copy copy gives me uh, quick access to it and I can be able to play it at a moment's notice Um, also this this is the the big problem though the server shut down you won't get updates right and we have a news item about that we specifically. do we do um but at the same time digital allows me to purchase something it's in my li- it's in my digital library it saves space if i download it it saves time so if you upgrade your hard drive you know one of the funny things to me is that um
1: i'm actually work. like one of the things that it makes me feel better about having a digital copy mm-hmm. is that um <clears throat> for like if i if i were to ever get robbed mm-hmm. i'm fine you are i still have my digital stuff because they can't at least I believe they can. I've heard of people losing access to their accounts, but... That, yeah, unlike... you have to lose
0: access to your account, but you should be able to still retrieve it. One thing that I would love to see happen, and I would love for this to happen in the future. So if you buy a an album on Amazon, mm-hmm. a physical album, okay, CD, vinyl, mm-hmm. Amazon gives you the physical copy, right. and you get to download the digital. Yeah. Which means you bought the physical you bought the digital if you if if your house burned on fire you have a digital backup library yeah
1: and I'd, I'd love
0: that feature wouldn't that be cool for a physical cover <laughs> I mean the only problem is as soon as you trade it yeah so th- I mean that'd be and that's to me I think that's okay because well it would script the resell value anyways so we'll we'll go on well to that later. there's
1: there's there's not a I mean, there's like movie trading company. Like, there's places where you can buy yeah. CDs and stuff, but that's that's not a a massive industry the way it is with gaming. And okay, I think exactly. that's I think that's the big difference.
0: Yeah. Or or give me uh, allow me if I have the physical copy, give me give me a little uh, code redemption code mm-hmm. that's like uh, here's your redemption code to buy the digital copy for ten bucks. I bought the physical copy. Yeah, I would, I I would the physical absolutely copy. do that. I'll give you an extra ten dollars to allow me to have it digitally as well. <laughs> I think it'd be perfect. Anyways, so, so uh, we're <laughs> back to the actual on our, news. On our tangent uh, for our gaming news, um, so Major Nelson tweeted out about. Uh, uh, some backwards compatible games for xbox mm-hmm. because xbox one is backwards compatible xbox 360 and they continue to give uh more backwards compatible yeah. games on this and the first one on the list is undertow mm-hmm. and undertow
1: is is about um a surfer okay. who's, who's, who's living living like he's he goes out and he chases like the storms and everything because for, yeah. for a surfer the yeah. storm is when you get is when you get the the big story and this this whole thing is told through like uh the like did you play axiom verge uh, yes, yes Okay. I mean, yeah. So you know how at the beginning it has kind of the the uh, 80s 90s comic yeah. uh, or cartoon rather yeah. uh, script and it shows like scene by scene and so like it shows him going out to the waves and then it shows him getting, you know, he, he gets wrecked by this massive wave and he gets pulled under and, in the in, under in the show, yeah. Right. And and once he gets there he's he's like frantic and he can't he can't figure out which way is up and everything and he and all of a sudden he uh, there's there's this thing that slams over his head and it's it's like this bubble helmet oh okay and and so it all it is is just like a ring right here but it creates a bubble around his head and he's getting dragged by his foot but you know the the further under the water you go the less you can see and so and then he he wakes up and he's in like a bigger version of that bigger version that's what, of, the,
0: of, the, the of, bubble? of the of the
1: bubble right so it's, it's okay. he's he's inside a ring yeah and so it's it's a point and click adventure and he's trying to find out what happened because he just wakes up and, you know, coughs up the water that he inhaled or whatever. Yeah. And so he's trying to figure out from there, you know, what happened, how to even get out of the first room yeah. is tricky. Because like like if you dig, are you gonna break the seal? Like, <laughs> yeah. So That's so cool. it's it's a point and click adventure about this surfer who who discovers this entire underwater world that he didn't know about via the undertow and then like, after you solve most of the puzzles in the first room, somebody else comes in via the Undertow. Ah. So, yeah, it's 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 a really fun uh, imaginary game that I just made up. Because it's imaginary. Right, because we don't know what Undertow is, and, and if, if we don't know what the backwards compatible games are, we make them up and hope that someday these will get made. I hope so,
0: because that's an interesting uh, subject. And it really boils down to we don't want to have to research this. mm so the the second game that is backwards compatible is Monopoly Deal. Yeah. All right. So we're all familiar with Monopoly. So you get right. the you get the rich guy. You get the don't you know don't pass go. Mr. dollars. Yeah, Mr. Moneybags. So uh, the Monopoly Deal was a tie-in from two thousand seven. It was a McDonald's tie-in. Okay. With Monopoly. Right. Because because McDonald's is always doing the Monopoly. Exactly. So they did a tie-in digital download uh, that if you bought if you bought a uh, specific meal. The, I think it was the Big Mac meal. Uh, you would get a, da- a digital download code for the game, mm-hmm. and the game they were trying to back into how um, Burger King did the Sneak King. Yeah. Ugh, so, so creepy. this let you download a game where you get to play McDonald's Monopoly. Okay. So while you're playing Monopoly and in, in on the buying stickers to to put, put places on there, right. in the other in the uh, the Monopoly game that you buy it is monopoly with McDonald's themes with microtransactions okay so was it was it multiplayer or single player uh, so it is single player uh, it is uh, you can do a couch co-op but it was really limited functionality yeah. because the, so the single player aspect was the big part of it I said microtransactions earlier and what that really meant was if you buy additional meals the whatever code that normally let you download it right. would actually either, uh, either give you a card or um, give you a property like move you to a specific property so you had to eat at McDonald's more right. to play the game uh, uh, in there so oh,
1: you wish i you could, known about that Cause like like Monopoly is the only time that I really eat McDonald's, um, and like right now I'm eating like way more Taco Bell. Cause usually I get like one maybe two things, but now I'm buying the five dollar box to try okay. to get an Xbox.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's the reason. Xbox One X, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I want one. Uh, so. All right. So 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 that was that was that game. That sorry, I apologize. That so that was um a Monopoly deal. Uh, the Xbox. Xbox Live uh, game, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty game ba- that's backwards compatible that does not exist. Hmm. Yeah, and then uh,
1: the third game that doesn't exist is is Virtual On. Mm-hmm. And
0: which which one of us played that? Uh, so I played that on. Okay. Uh, on uh, so I played the PS Three version of it.
1: Right, but there I, was, your... it wasn't. Right, it yeah. was it was Japan only, and so Correct. translation issues. I I recall you having difficulty with that.
0: I had I had quite a problem uh, uh, with this because a lot of the. So it, it's a game where you're building you're building robots, but mm-hmm. you're building virtual robots. So you're building robots. You are as a player building a robot that is being built within a machine. Right. So it's a little kind of kind of weird in that because it's kind of breaking the fourth wall. Do um, you remember VR Troopers back in the '90s? Yeah. Okay. So it's very similar to that where you're where the robot exists in the cyber world. Right. So you have to um, you have to. Uh, build these robots, and there's there's some mini games involved, but a lot of it's kind of modular. Trying to fix fix the robot, and then the robot will go fix problems in the code of the machine. Okay. So that was that was the uh, it's a this dysto- quasi Blade Runner ish future where it's dystopian for some, but it's really great for others. Yeah. Uh, and this is how uh, how maintenance is done on servers in the future is you build the robot. And then the robot goes and does the thing. So you you actually do build the robot, and then you go and play as the robot. Okay. Yeah. That sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. It's and it's a lot of fun. Anybody feel free to make these. Yeah, make them because. And just
1: just just put <laughs> us just put us in the credits, and send us a copy to review.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't even need money, I don't even need money. I will play that game. Uh, so, so that's so we have a couple more backwards battle games. Right.
1: We have Slender the Arrival, which I mean I, I feel like pretty much everybody knows Slender. Um, that's.
0: Yeah, I think most people do it, do at it this point, which I think that along with Five Nights at Freddy's, Slender uh, gave uh, horror games a kind of a boost, kind of a. a you know uh, revitalization that yeah. were needed because a lot of horror games were really 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 bad. Uh, Slender, uh, which I uh, Slender's one of my favorites from subject matter because it actually started as an internet myth. Mm-hmm. It was an internet myth started by a uh, by a Reddit thread of try to make a creepy story in like yeah. two sentences off this picture, um, and Slender's just exploded since then. Um, we excuse me. We also uh, got uh, Super Contra, yeah.
1: Which Su- Super Contra is is awesome. Uh, <laughs> Super Contra is is much older than it oh yeah because like it, it this was not the original release no
0: this is this is a quasi remaster trying to trying to clean it up as much as possible uh but it's still it's it's a really fun game it's a great i want to say throwback but it's not a throwback because it's retro right it's it's
1: legit retro yeah
0: it's it's a throwback for you to play it yeah we also got saints row 3. yeah which is
1: the one that i played the most and, uh, and I, I loved Saints Row the Third. Um, I know that you prefer the earlier ones, but Saints Row the Third was my introduction. Yeah. And like, you start by jumping out of a plane and like <laughs> falling through cargo, and it's, it's it's just a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it, and the over the top levels of craziness in Saints yeah. Row the Third were a lot of fun.
0: I think that uh, this is where it, it lost me because I was liking how they were doing Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. because at the time, um Grand Theft Auto you had Vice City you had San Andreas and then you had um and, and, and while Grand Theft Auto was giving you different um, Setting. different settings it was not giving me I mean, it can't give you every setting, right? So to to take this, give you a different setting on it, and give you some... It's very innovative in regards to the the gameplay for the earlier ones where you're trying to uh, get gang territory, and the gang territory... Like, if you cleared out every gang territory, uh, territorial area, then, you know, it would be relatively peaceful because you're controlling everything. Right. So I kind of missed some of of that aspect. They did try to push towards story instead of the open-world shenanigans, which is... Yeah. You you say that was
1: innovative, but I mean that's a lot of what San Andreas was. Like you were you were taking over territory again from gangs, yep. and so those those seemed very similar to me. And so I I, I enjoyed the more over the top, mm-hmm. and so yeah. And and plus, like GTA never gave me like a, a vacuum cap machine <laughs> car thing that I could like. Cannonball people into
0: my opponents. It's funny because now, now Grand Theft Auto Online is becoming very Saints Row. Yeah, like the uh, they have. To me, this is the furthest extent it should have gone. You have a mobile operations unit, which is a armored semi truck kind of thing that has all these computers inside and uh, has a bunch of guns. So it's your way to have a mobile operations base for your crime. But now they have like basically flying motorcycles that shoot rockets. Yeah, sure. Why not? And, yeah, so they've they've kind of, yeah, taken the blue pill as well, or the red pill, depending on how you look at it. So, uh, yeah, I don't have a segue out of that. No segue. Um,
1: so, so the 360's Indie Store is closing at yeah. the end of September. Um, that's the last day that she'll be able to to purchase new games from Xbox Live Arcade. Correct. Um, and and uh, this is, I get it. Yep, and it's it's kind of a bummer, but like as they've continued to to move forward with the backwards compatible plans, I don't see this as that big of a deal. Um, a lot of those a lot of those games that were that were quality have you know come up to the next level, sure. and they're they're still accessible uh, in other ways. Mm-hmm. And then you get to keep your purchases. Yeah, someday that's going to close down too. That will. But but we're still a
0: long way from that. Yeah. I feel. I think that. The only people that this hurts because you get to re, you still can re-download anything that you own. Um, the only people that it hurts are the very smaller indie devs, um, and I say very small because a lot of indie devs nowadays. It, I think we need to start breaking up indie devs into into separate categories. So the the larger indie dev teams of. Six people. How many? How many? How many has does McMillan have working with him?
1: Uh, Macmillan is usually about twelve. Yeah. So a, a team I mean, like but that. it's but it's primarily it's it's primarily going to be him and like one or two, one other, two people, other people. The but others, then they'll have some
0: for like for yeah, like music or music, yeah. yeah. So it seems like that, which. Again, we'll come up with another terminology for the lexicon for that. But I think those guys are are completely fine with these kind of situations because what happens is uh, the you you shut this down. Well, they've already put it on multiple other platforms. Yeah. Uh, Steam, I think, will end up being the last refuge uh, for this and PC because uh, PC you can even Steam's going to keep it relatively forever. But if Steam did shut down, you can get the uh, get all the uh, uh, the exe and then patch the game so it doesn't have to look for steam yeah there's ways to preserve it that way but um for larger indie dev uh, teams i don't think this is a problem like you said it's going to be they're going to push it up to the next gen it'll be on other platforms um some of them will even have a physical but i think it does kind of hurt some of the smaller devs and xbox live was one of the first ones in uh, to really um kind of cultivate and bring more indie games to the main to the mainstream to the front yeah. um before this indie games were a obviously a very pc centric but even then it was hardcore pc gamers were playing indie games uh most of the people who were more casual uh gamers and by casual i mean how often they play and how much they think about gaming yeah uh, i would say that that was all relegated to pc and xbox live kind of pushed that to the forefront now you can buy indie games anywhere yeah
1: um, the other thing about this is that these these games are going to be consistently old. Like the the last things that have been that have been put on wow. the Xbox Live Arcade for 360 yeah. uh, is stuff like like Minecraft, Minecraft Story Mode, Pinball FX, and so those are going to be games that came out to other platforms, like you said, yep. and then you know they they have to move on, yep. and so like most of the purchasers, bleh, most of the purchases mm-hmm. are going to be made fairly soon after it comes out. And and even if it's even if it's going to, to ramp up into a higher development, these people have already moved on from these projects. These these are not this is not an active place to
0: publish anything and hasn't been for several years. How do I this gonna be interesting next month. Okay. That's how you download games for the games of the gold. As you go through the Xbox Xbox three sixty Xbox Live store. Right, but this is the arcade section specifically, so... Some of the games that, that were on that list for the arcade section are ones we've gotten uh, through Xbox Live. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll research don't, that more. And simulator then, and others. Yeah. I'm, I'll find it interesting. I'll let you guys know if I, if I run any, any hiccups on that. I'm sure that's something they th- that they've thought of. So. I think it is, too. I'm just hoping that we're not going to... It's not going to be like... I don't know. It should still be backwards compatible, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Speaking. Of who cares? A lot of people cared about the NES Classic. Yes, and
1: more people care about the SNES Classic because it is a superior product. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say that.
0: Uh, I don't know if more people care about it. We'll see what we'll see what happens on that because some. Of the, I think there are different demographics that want these, but I'd say the people who still game, yeah, uh, SNES, or uh, because people who are older who still game. Care about that because it was a superior console. If you go for, if you go specifically for uh, nostalgia, I think the NES wins because there are more. Yeah, it's it's a wider demographic. It's a wider demographic. But the NES Classic is going to continue. Oh, sorry, I should say be uh resume resume production in twenty eighteen. Um, so they didn't say when, they didn't say uh, I said any summer. of that they said uh, I've a, a vague they said su- it's coming out in summer, it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, so um, that's anywhere between uh, April and September.
1: Yeah. Because at some <laughs> point they're they're gonna throw it up.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so so and and uh Reggie Fizeme also said Hey, so we've heard a lot of you are, you know, anxious about your your ability to get the SNES Classic. Um, don't pay don't pay scalpers, which yeah. we said already. Yeah. Um, he was like, and then he said, you'll be able to get one. And I said, I don't believe you. No, <laughs> because, and and so like uh, I I looked into the possibility. Like at one point it popped up mm-hmm. at like. Uh, the like there there are stores that are only accessible to the military. Okay. And there's one that popped up on there and and so I asked my brothers to go look and see if that was something that they could do and then they they both forgot because they don't love me that much apparently. Um and so so like that that's a thing. Yeah. Um but but for for Fisa May to come out and say, yeah, it, it'll be fine. Don't don't pay the scalpers. We will have plenty of supply. I don't necessarily buy it but I do believe that they are paying enough attention to realize that uh, just publishing it until the end of 2017 is not going to be enough. No. The the demand for this is It's
0: going to have to go throughout 2018.
1: Yeah. And so um, and so they have said that they're going to keep producing it yeah. and that they will be able to 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 bring supply up. Mm-hmm. I hope that's the case. I hope that everybody that can get an S- that wants an S- NES classic mm-hmm. myself yeah. included can get one.
0: Yeah, but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. It's all gonna be it's all gonna boil down to can you walk into the store and pick one up? Yeah, and I don't think you'll be able to. Nope. Uh, I will be picking one up. If they let me pick up two, I'll pick up two. But I'm guessing they won't. Yeah. Uh, I'll be picking up one on launch day. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens on that. Yeah. Uh, I will say Nintendo is listening, uh, and another. show of that, which they in the past have not listened very well. But another another showing of that is how Switch chat is going to work. So now voice chat uh, will continue if you're going into other uh, apps. It's going to continue during sleep mode, which I think is kind of interesting. I don't know... I'm worried about that when it comes to uh, to battery. Uh, So uh, they said improved uh, support for Bluetooth devices, for Android devices. I'm curious about that. Uh, That's got to be the Bluetooth uh connection for the chat app um is what i'm guessing but i don't i don't know yeah it's 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 it's
1: a very strange app and you still have to have it wired in and plugged up but at least you can one turn the screen off and two if you get a text message or call or something the entire thing doesn't just implode yeah uh because because when that happened i saw that on the live stream when that happens like you just Cut off, and nobody knows why. Nobody knows you've been disconnected, and it's 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 awful. Yeah. yeah. So uh,
0: so at so least yeah. they're improving those those things uh, relatively quickly, because in my opinion, we're not yet at a time when switch multiplayer matters that much. Yeah. Uh, right now, at least. So. Yeah. It's it's only for for certain specific games. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of multiplayer,
1: uh, that game company's next thing is is called Sky. We knew that part, but it is going to be a mobile thing. Um, they're saying that this is going to be and I like this particular section if you're watching on the on the video is very reminiscent of of the very end of journey spoilers maybe um, and so it's I, I think it'll be really interesting to see how this works uh, on mobile it's really pretty yeah especially for for a mobile thing and um, one of the things I was listening to an interview with uh, Genova Chen and he was talking about how um, with Journey, there were there were a lot of people that, that reached out to them and and were talking about how um, this was something that they they were able to show non gamers mm-hmm. and be like, look at this beautiful thing, yeah. and they could ha- they could even hand their their moms and grandmas the controller and because there's no fail state, they could be like, here, just go for just it, explore, run around, just, yeah. and you know the the buttons are very simple, there's two, yeah, and you just you just kind of push your character in the direction you want to go and and he she it will go that way yeah and so the idea of sky is that this is going to be the next evolution of that and this is going to bring even more people together mm-hmm. so i don't know what we'll be doing in that world um
0: we'll see we'll see uh, a lot of uh push like you said for the the multiplayer and the sharing aspect they wanted to really yeah to really hit on which and the I thing that they the thing that
1: they talked about is um is that Sky is a game about giving,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So we'll see what that looks like. It's going to launch initially on iThings, and then it's going to come after that to other platforms because you can't say Android anytime that an Apple <laughs>
0: person is listening. Apparently, um, I just because... thought because they were saying Android and Windows is what they were thinking, but I don't know. yeah, yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> so so we'll we'll see how that goes. How long the exclusivity is? Um, I mean, I, I guess
0: I'll play it on on your phone until. <laughs> it comes to mind, but I'm, I'm, I'm Android and I'm going to stay Android. Well, um, one thing that I'm going to stay is classic point and click gaming. Cause that's a segue. I'll, I'll let you have it. Uh, so Thimbleweed, uh, is going to be coming out, uh, sorry, uh, will be, uh, coming out for Switch and mobile, which I think is interesting, uh, that it's coming to mobile. I'm, I'm happy about this, but this is the co-creator of, uh, of Monkey Island, uh, that actually did this, and uh, forgot the guy's name because everyone talks about um, everyone talks about um, the guy from God. I'm off today.
1: It's Ron Gilbert is the is the guy from from back in the day that's on this one.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of the the person everyone associates, um, Monkey Island, and uh, those games too. And I'm I'm drawing yeah, blank right. for some reason. Okay. but but I think I I love point and click. I love this this throwback. Uh, to a uh, really great, uh, you know, a really great time in gaming, in my opinion, where you could you had to tell a story through um, through exploration, yeah. and it wasn't the the gameplay itself was about the exploration. It wasn't about fighting or anything like that. So, I'm I'm really happy about it, and it's coming to Switch. So yeah. again, buying games on on Switch because it's um, yeah, it's the place in my opinion for indie games. Yeah, I want to support
1: that. It's it's also it's also a really good place for. Uh... Point point and click is is a good thing to to have a touch and where oh, yeah. you can just kind of yeah. poke around on the screen until something happens. Yeah,
0: and Switch has that if you're playing in handheld mode at least. So I think that's really cool. Uh, we had some kind of sad news uh, this week um, from the uh, the Naughty Dog uh, family. Uh, Bruce Straley has uh, left the building.
1: Yeah, um, and after after Uncharted 4 came out, um, he he took an extended sabbatical. And so basically, he's been kind of off the grid as yeah. far as games go since that happened. And um, I think it'll be really interesting because, uh, for me, uh, Straley and Druckmann have, have been the team. Yeah. Um, and they've been working together for a long time. Uh, Straley, Straley was the, the 15th employee of that company. <laughs> And he he was like just doing you know technical stuff, doing some art, doing whatever. But but he he stayed with the company. He yep. kept he kept. And as they grew, he he took on more assignments, more responsibility, and eventually got to the point where he and Druckmann led mm-hmm. uh, Naughty Dog through their their biggest transformation into Last of Us, which yep. is nobody saw that coming. But they had a vision that they took and they they turned into this thing. Um, yeah. So so we'll we'll see what happens um because for me the their their creative design has Mm -hmm. been very much uh joined and so i think it'll be interesting to see as they go off in their own separate directions as far as we know drugman is still with with naughty dog Mm -hmm. and so um yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see which specific aspects came from which mind Yeah, I I think that'll be a lot of fun. But I'll I'll continue to be interested in whatever it is that that uh, Straley's making. Oh yeah, Um, he's not ready to announce it, but he has already gotten kind of back into it, and he's working on something else. Um,
0: Hopefully, gaming. Hopefully, maybe maybe he. I don't know. Maybe he's making apps. (laughs) Good, good for him if he's wanting to do something different. Uh, But you know, he's hit a point in his career he can do that.
1: Yeah, he's, he's
0: definitely earned it. Yeah. Um, speaking of earning it, uh, you can play Overwatch uh, this upcoming weekend. Right. And by earning it, I mean because they have loot boxes. That's a good segue. <laughs> uh, this, this proves our point of uh, if you have a good product, if you throw it out to the masses, if you let them play it, if it's good, they're going to buy it. Yeah, it's it's not a threat and,
1: to your business. And Overwatch has continued to to update, bring out new heroes, bring yeah. out new things because uh, the last time that um, Overwatch had a demo weekend, mm-hmm. um, Doomfist wasn't in play. Yeah, and I don't think Arisa was either. I, I don't, I don't remember. remember. It's 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 been a while since they gave us a free weekend. But um, yeah, there's 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 more content, there's more maps, more heroes, more yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, and uh, Hero Twenty Six has also been teased, and he's like. You know we're playing it inter- in internally, and we can't tell you about it. But <laughs> we like we like this hero. Yeah. Like won't won't tell us. Guy, girl.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean they're they're always neither. testing those kind of things, and I think it's fun when when you hear these glimpses of that. Um, so uh, one of the things in actually in Magic the Gathering, because they have new sets that come out and new cards, hmm. new formats, new ideas, new and so they have a team at Wizards on the Coast, at Wizards of the Coast that is playing. Uh, the next sets, yeah, they have a team that's developing the sets that they're about a year and a half to two years ahead. Yeah, so they're playing cards that may or may not see the light of day, but right, they and, have and to stay that ahead of the of the curve. So when they're bringing out something and everyone's like, "Boo, that's weird!" Like new hero in Overwatch, usually they've tested the heck out of it. In this yeah. case, for for years, uh, Overwatch hasn't, hasn't taken that long, but. Um, I find it interesting when you hear these little glimpses of uh, uh, of things in the future. If you if you're on Twitter, you know it'll be vague, very vague statements. But yeah. but it's really cool to see that. It's really yeah. cool, to see, especially for them to be excited about it. That's awesome. Uh, and one thing to that some people should be excited about, uh, especially if you're a player unknown, is uh, PUBG has broken the uh, the the record for the most concurrent players uh, on Steam. Yeah.
1: Which is amazing because the the game that it that it took out was yeah. Dota Two, yep. which had the, had the record up until then, and Dota Two is a free game. It's a free game. Like you, you yeah. just download and play it. And and to play uh,
0: PUBG, you you have to buy it. Yeah, you and do. that's kind of amazing. Yeah, I think I think it's amazing. I think that it shows how. Uh, Big. This game is. I mean, obviously, it's only on PC right now. Yeah. But it shows how uh, how it drew the audience that it drew. Shows how you can you can keep and cultivate a an online community. Yeah. And I'm curious how they can how how for this type of game how they can keep longevity.
1: Yeah. Because to um, me, wow. this is going to be you could a introduce the panic. second map.
0: Yeah. But I think that I'm what's going to happen is this could if they don't if they don't watch it very clear, carefully. Mm-hmm. Uh what it's going to be is a, just a very quick flash in the pan. Well, that but will be fizzled by this time next year. Okay. I'm not, that's, that is that
1: is a possibility. That um, is a possibility.
0: Did you did you hear about them uh going to
1: the uh talking to rare and getting their water? Getting their wall. Oh, really? I didn't. know Yeah. That, okay. So, Sea of Thieves is is what Rare has been working on, and Rare Rare since the Super Nintendo has been really focused on making some absolutely gorgeous, oh, yeah. gorgeous lands, and so um, so they came in because they're both Microsoft, uh, both working with Microsoft. Yeah. Um, Rare is owned by them. PUBG is working with them, and so the the Rare team went over there and they're like, "Man, your your game is pretty cool." Um you want some water physics? (laughs) And and uh the the PUBG team went, I mean, yeah, that'd be awesome. And so because these two studios are working both under the Microsoft umbrella, they were able to just give them the assets and so their water all they have to do their it's not that easy. I just snapped and that's 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 exactly how easy it is. Put some
0: water there in the game. Yeah, just just put this put her new water. Yeah. Um and so yeah I I think that I think that's really cool because historically the hardest things for um, in regards to uh, video game graphics are water uh, facial animations and uh, and hair yeah and for a company to come in for a company to come in and 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 give them something they've been working on for so long is really cool especially for for a game like PUBG
1: it will be interesting though uh, because you know because they've been so vague about you know we're we're only working with Microsoft right now. I think it'll be interesting to to see uh, what happens when it goes to other platforms. Mm-hmm. Like, would they need to pay Rare for water? Uh,
0: that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, that's what I said. The reason that I that I think of things like that is the this this deals with the code. So if they gave them the code for that, if they gave them the code for that, there may be a chance that um, there may be a chance that they do have to do that uh, but historically and maybe it maybe it ends up being a credit I don't know because you're literally taking yeah. the code uh, it's kind of like the uh, the reuse of sampled sound effects in in movies yeah like you, there are there are places that you ha- can go to get to get them or buy the rights to them yeah. uh, and there are some that are just completely free uh, so I would assume that it's gonna fall into some legality category like that because if rare it, depending on what rare said and what was signed I hope something was signed uh, the lawyer well, and he's like,
1: hold on. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's Microsoft. They are absolutely yeah. going like this has this has already been covered by teams of lawyers. But
0: here's the interesting thing for me. It's like all right, well you you know physics, uh, they're talking about the term you know water physics and everything. Anybody on that team who has access to it uh, can copy that code, right? Uh, and literally copy it into a notepad. Yep. And
1: <laughs> and walk away with it. And walk and then, away. Yeah. I know but they've you probably do, got this But this you wouldn't. And you wouldn't want to go up against Microsoft's no, team of not. lawyers. No, and, you would not. <laughs> with, a, with a copied notepad. No, I came up with this on my
0: own, scribbling, scribbling, scribbling. No, I meant notepad on like Control C, Control V. Yeah. I but know. if but they more than likely have uh, their internet access and every keystroke and thing that they do. Uh, recorded, Most so. likely. So yeah, someone it wouldn't it wouldn't work in that case. But to me, I'm immediately like, oh, this would be really cool uh, to to be able to do that, uh, or to not to be able to do that. But it's a, it's an interesting uh, gray area when it comes to when it comes to uh, uh, legality and rights.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to this week in our collective heads. This is the topic of the episode show, where we we introduce a topic on Friday or Saturday if I forget to do it Friday, and uh, we we discuss it with with the community, with our fans, with with people who who know us and have opinions. Yeah. So our topic this week is favorite licensed property. So something that was uh, not. Originated in video games, but was brought to video games and created a uh, thing. So, uh, yeah, this week we're going to talk about those, and we we had a number of responses, um, and so there were a couple that were there were about Star Wars. I think we had we had Tie yes. Fighter, we had
0: yeah. um, uh, so Tie Tie Fighter and uh, Rogue Squadron, Rogue Squadron, uh, which... Both- taking the cake on that now i i wanted to say shadows of the empire and so i wanted to say that at the time well i want i honestly i want to say well tie fighter rogue squadron before shadows of the empire right for shadows of the empire when i wanted to say that but i feel like it comes into a gray area because star wars itself is a um uh, is the other property right except that Star, Shadows of the Empire was purposely a multimedia project that came out on all formats at right. the same time, so I can't really... It's not based on a book. I guess Star Wars itself would... I be thought that. Shadows of the Empire was a book. Shadows it of the was, Empire was, was a book, within... a comic book, and a video game, and they were all worked on together.
1: Right, um, but it's its taking specifically the, the Timothy Zahn section... Of of like the the thing that he was introducing because they referenced General
0: Thrawn and stuff. Well, yeah, but that was I mean that's EU stuff. All Star Wars will reference that.
1: Okay, but I, I thought that this was specifically uh, highlighting the best parts of that.
0: I could be wrong. I, well, I, no, I it was it was a project where they they had all at the same time in development. Mm-hmm. They had a book, a comic book series, and a video game that was all being like spearheaded by Lucas a Lucasfilm at like on all sides that's pretty cool so instead of being like oh that book was really good that right. we liked let's do a video game okay like the book was being written they'd already come up with the story and then given it to each okay yeah I like that I also like the
1: uh, while, while we're on that topic I like the, the uh, Super Star Wars and Super yeah. Return of the Jedi Super Empire Strikes Back not so much <laughs> But I, I liked I liked the the Super Nintendo uh, games on that one, and yeah. then Tie Fighter, Tie Fighter, and X Wing. Those were those were really good uh, flying simulators, and they did a really good job because um, this was shortly after Descent, and so they they had managed to figure out you know how to telescoping because up to that point, even if you were fighting in space, like you'd you'd never come up against uh, uh, uh star destroyer upside yeah. down, yeah, and so
0: it was really fun to get to roll a little yeah. bit, not like true. that. I, one of the ones that came up to me was uh, Spider-Man. Uh, sp- actually, specifically, I think, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man
1: 2, yeah. Alex Alex Kern uh, yep. mentioned that.
0: Because I would say uh, another one, um, the Genesis Maximum Carnage would be another one that uh, that uh, hit, fits the bill. But yeah, Alex was spot on with Spider-Man 2. That was um, to be able to roam around the city, to have these random events happening, yeah. uh, to continue on the story. Um, the... Right at the cusp of when open-world gaming, they took the Grand Theft Auto formula and put Spider-Man in it. Yeah. And it's it's really great stuff. Yeah, uh, so Alex Wooden mentioned uh, Back to the Future 2 on the on the Super Nintendo, which I never I never played. Yeah, he said only... it was
1: only released in Japan. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I might have to dig up Arama that one yeah. and
0: just find out what that is. Uh, so TMNT 4 Turtles in Time, uh, and uh, which I... It was a turtles in time came out on genesis was it just super nintendo or genesis? It was it also super nintendo so one of the, they it's called something else on the other platform oh off really i'll have to look into that yeah cuz one okay. of them came out on one one of them came out on another and it's almost the same game so
1: so it's like an aladdin situation yeah
0: okay yeah it's That's it's cool. very much
1: like an aladdin um, situation yeah. the the team arcade game was also one of the best yes. multiplayer beat em ups that one in x men were were really fantastic to to play in arcades Mm -hmm. and and get in there and uh turtles in time uh sometimes cycles through at the at the free play in richardson yeah and so i i I love it playing that um we also had knights of the old
0: republic yes um and you really you played star wars galaxies for a while too right i played galaxies which i think galaxies was probably one of the most faithful adaptations of star wars yeah um and and mostly because of the community and the way that they structured um their mmo you had a ton of open empty space which made perfect sense if you're on tatooine or something like that it's like yeah you're gonna have a ton of open (laughs) space uh and to be able to uh, travel to these places have a bunch of open space and then every now and then see a you you have cities but every now and then you see a um a player's house uh, and you have these communities uh, that would hang out in cantinas, and it, it was really—they well, th- had like bands because like you could
1: you could specialize in certain instruments, yep. and like there there were there were like actual bands that would be like, hey, we'll be playing Saturday night, yep. at whatever, <laughs> and it's like that is amazing and yeah. awesome, yeah. And and the the freedom that they gave people to do mm-hmm. that, and then one of the other really cool things about that uh, particular version is that for like the first year. Yep. The the level of difficulty to become a Jedi was like it was for absolutely top end. I want to say it was very for the nearly three impossible. or four years.
0: Uh, it was impo- It was impossible, and it was, the it was. I've seen conflicting reports about this. Okay, uh, so I'm curious if anyone, uh, if anyone knows the definitive vanilla way to become a Jedi, because there were conflicting reports of it being. Uh, almost like you had to do specific encounters and have specific things happen in the game in order to for it to start the quest line. But, interesting. But at the same time, other people who like played the game for years and did almost everything you could do said they never got it. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how it happened, but they wanted to limit the amount of Jedi, which I think is perfectly reasonable. Yeah, and, and no, not everybody gets to be a Jedi. And that's no. that's
1: one of the interesting things about... About the particulars of, of Star Wars is we all want to play the hero or whatever, yeah. but the fact is that that the universe created by Star Wars mm-hmm. is much grander than simply what the movies focus yeah. on because yeah. the movies the movies are always focusing on the the Jedi and the the high end Empire versus yeah. Empire versus the Republic mm-hmm. or the rebellion mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I really like Star Wars when it goes into uh, more nuanced sections. Yeah. Like uh, there's a book called Lost. Stars. stars yeah it's amazing and it follows it follows a graduating uh troop class that it's it's like the rotc of
0: basically of the R- star wars yeah.
1: universe and so they they graduate to become officers but like they have to earn that yeah. and so they're they're seeing these things they're hearing about the rebellion and everything and and for them like they're they're they have some qualms with some of the way that the empire does something but a lot of them come from, like, impoverished uh, worlds mm-hmm. where the Empire came in and was able to build them into a, a burgeoning member of, of yeah. society, and they were able to implement them into the larger... Uh, basically bring them into the, the fold yeah. and allow them to prosper in ways that they couldn't before the Empire simply because they didn't have the infrastructure. And that's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to with um,
0: with uh, Battlefront, Battle, Battlefront Two. Yeah. Because I, he will absolutely do that. Yeah, and I'm, I, I am too. Uh, but I, I miss that aspect because uh, you had, in Galaxies, you had people who, you know, they'd get groups together that was, that was all, Imperial, kind of like the Five Hundred First does when it comes to cosplay. Yeah, you'd have people that that met up, uh, and you had these, you know, these clans uh, within the game, and it was like, okay, we're all we uh, were all imperial, and they would—they had you know, ranks within the guild that were all like that. But yep. they would have these amazing group shots of of their meetings, or uh, they would they would pose like kind of like a company photo kind of thing, yeah. where they would have all these people posing. And if if someone yeah, you'd have a handful of uh, of walkers like on the sides, maybe in the back, they would pose like in front of a big monument, and you had. The variety of stormtroopers and scout troopers and imperial guards and like all that—it yeah. was really cool. And uh, it's one thing that the uh, the old republic MMO uh, didn't uh, have. The I mean, the Knights of the Old Republic. Obviously, you're following. It's an RPG. You're following a specific story. Right. But the Old Republic, um, it's like everybody's Jedi. And like, I mean, you could be, yeah. you could be other stuff, but like, literally half your population. If you could be a Jedi, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, bounty hunters are cool, smugglers. I, I, mean, I guess are cool, but then you had like uh, the uh, Imperial officer, kind of the uh, uh, Sith officer, whatever they called it. And I, I was like, I don't. I mean, I'm sure it could be. It's great balance wise, but like everyone wants to be. I mean, I want to be a Sith Lord or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, I miss that camaraderie in regards to, to Galaxies. I think it was probably the best one uh, in, in regards to that. Yeah. Uh, Jedi Starfighter 2 uh, uh, was also another another great Star Wars game. And uh, the Jedi Knight series. I loved Dark yeah, Forces. Yeah. Dark Forces was fantastic. I absolutely loved Dark Forces. Uh, Jedi Knight, Dark oh, Forces 2 yeah. was, I think, the pinnacle uh, after that. I mean, Jedi Academy, and there's, there's some good games as well, but uh, Jedi Knight had a great balance of, uh, of the Worlds, the very doom esque, you know, and and dark forces esque yeah. worlds, underworld. You also in in Jedi Knight, you were uh, essentially going up the ranks and fighting these uh, these Sith these uh, Sith apprentices yeah. and going up the ranks to fighting all these different lightsaber battles. So it was really yeah. really fun. So the the Star Wars uh,
1: has been historically pretty good for for like a very long time, and I still wish we'd been able to get uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Um, I really do. Another great uh, example of this is the the Lego games. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, they they have the ability to to pull in all these properties and like. Those games are consistently fun, mm-hmm. and you you can play them with you can play them with your kids. You can you can do whatever. Oh yeah. And like the because the art is a little bit simpler mm-hmm. than if they were doing like a full 3D model of everything. Yeah. The rosters are enormous. Like you you unlock like I think it's like 60 something characters in Marvel Superheroes one, and
0: then they're putting more in yep. Marvel Superheroes two. It yep. is, it's 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 going to be awesome. And it translates well with Star Wars, with Indiana Jones, uh, Harry Potter. I didn't think did that great, but that was just the st- the, the way they did the game in my opinion it was yeah. an okay game but but the Lego uh, le- everything translates really well to make a toy version of it to go to Lego yeah so then you can just kind of branch off from there I think it's a genius yeah like I said earlier in the conversation
1: license games were traditionally terrible and yep. a lot of times they they try to like like squeeze it in and be like this one's coming out with the movie and like mobile games and whatever yeah. um, I feel like uh, Christian Christian Michaels uh, mentioned the Arkham series. Yeah, and that that kind of set the bar a lot higher. Yeah. Um, and I like and that, Telltale as well, but yeah, yeah Arkham set S- Arkham said it. That wasn't that wasn't tied into any particular release. It was just, hey, here's a version of Batman that you haven't seen. And um, I I feel that like if the Arkham series had never come out, Insomniac might have been. Uh, pushed or pressured Mm -hmm. to do uh to do spider-man something with the mcu and and make it fit and put tom holland in as whatever um and they haven't yeah and i'm i'm really
0: excited about about that coming out and i mean I'd, I'd love for him Arkham? to voice it. I mean, personally, I'd love for him to That's, voice that it. That would be cool. Because, like, okay, you can have something completely not tied into it, but yeah. have him have him voice it. would yeah. Be really great.
1: Um, but like the the Arkham series, I mean, it it changed combat in video games yeah. like on a, on a large scale. That is now the standard for combat mm-hmm. because they they finally nailed what it what it's like. Uh, stealing to, to... Asa- stealing Assassin's Creed's combat. Stealing it and making it better, but it made you so much better. And then Assassin's Creed stole it back, and like this, 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 this collaboration, unofficial collaboration, sure. where the people who are making the games are playing other games and being like, "Let's do that. Yeah. Let's let's introduce that." And that's and that's, that's kinda, of
0: Mordor and so many other games yeah, taking that up. it's that, it's, that it's that a that beautiful combat,
1: thing yeah. about about the the unofficial collaboration. Yeah. And that's that's why I love events where where they have like devs meeting up, where like this dev is a fan of this dev, and then she's also a fan of his work and like that that kind of like mutual starstruck yeah yeah. those those are those are really fun to see so those are the the licensed games that we've seen that we've enjoyed played throughout the years so let us know in the comments uh what your favorite one is and uh yeah
0: So the main main topic this week is uh, PewDiePie and I don't like to talk about this guy a lot yeah but um, there are a lot of reasons uh, that that I disagree or sorry there are a lot of reasons that I don't like him it's not a singular thing I could go on a tangent but let's go on a specific tangent of racism yeah PewDiePie this uh, past week uh, was doing a live stream Mm-hmm. And and said and he
1: he got irritated at somebody that shot him and called him the n word, mm-hmm. and then was like wait wait a minute
0: that's I I, I I'm I'm sorry he's a he's an a hole he immediately yeah, immediately said I'm sorry blah blah blah, but the connotation of I think he says like to, to the effect of like you're such a or he's such a, and he apologized immediately on the stream and then he had an apology video that he actually he actually put up where he he talked about. Um, you know he was in the heat of the moment and then he was really sorry about it and immediately I thought that just kind of makes it worse Because yeah, because
1: what you what you say in the heat of the moment I mean, it's it's kind of in Vito Veritas, yeah. you know in wine truth in in emotional when your emotions are high a lot of times truth comes out and so yeah. I think that this Indicates that it's likely that he's comfortable using the word in other contexts.
0: if he was around very close friends That he wouldn't care about using it. That's what that's how I felt about it Because his other part of his apology said that he was trying to think of the worst thing to call that person And again, I think that yeah, that's digging a hole not helping because if you're saying this is the worst thing that I can call you That the thought process to him was not what is the worst word to use at this moment. It's not a comedic thing. Uh, I've, a couple of my friends and I have been talking about this uh, this past week, uh, where, you know, when when is it appropriate to use said word or whatever? And to, to me, I, I can't, I, I think that the only time that I've heard it used where I think that it was appropriate for the situation has been in a comedic uh, situation blazing yeah. saddles is a perfect example of that where you have specific words that are used and it's used to highlight the the gravity it's used to highlight the the problem with it, yeah. um, it and I think when I, I think that historically it, it needs to be something that we that we remember it needs to be something that um, that that we should be able to talk about but if you say what is the worst thing I can call you and that's your answer that's pretty bad because not only is it like yes it's a bad word but the connotation the racial connotation of that word doesn't matter what the ethnicity of that person is because he didn't know yeah so the thought process is what's the worst thing I can call you I'm gonna call you this so I played mental Mad Libs on this I'm like if you put any other any other racial slur in there to me Like, immediately I was thinking, like, why would you call that person that? Because all the others that I mad-libbed in there, which I will not say out loud, but all the others that I mad-libbed in my mind, I'm like, you're such a whatever, fill in the blank. Now, think about what that means to what you just said. Because usually it's not just like, oh, that's a bad thing to call them. If, I, if you call them a specific racial slur that's against Asian people, Jewish people, whatever it is, yeah. immediately you have the thought process process of... The worst thing the ra- I
1: could do is say that you are of this ethnicity or race or creed or religion or yeah. whatever, and, and it's
0: like, no. And deep down racism-wise, what does that say about what you're thinking about that situation and what... Those, what what uh stereotypes because immediately that's what i'm thinking uh he didn't use a specific uh, again talking about stereotypes if he'd used a specific racial slur against another ethnicity there are other um, racial connotations in regards to stereotypes negative stereotypes that i think would pull into that uh, this may be reading into it a lot, but I think psychological wise, that that makes perfect sense. If he had called him something that had to do with uh, with uh, Jewish people, yeah, w- was he again stereotypes? Was he referring to something that is a, that is a stereotype against them? Like, why did he choose that word in that situation? To me, that's really telling.
1: Yeah, and and his excuse was you know heat of the moment, and and I'm surrounded by all this stuff,
0: and it's like. I'm surrounded okay. by it, too. I've heard yeah, so I'm... many people online say stuff about my mother. I've heard so many people say things about uh, all kinds of things. Call me different names. I've never called someone in multiplayer or sitting at home by myself. Right. Never used that word or any of the other words that I could think of that have a similar gravity to them. Yeah, uh, because, because that 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 demonstration
1: of, of racism, of yeah. of of just basically prejudice Mm -hmm. against other people is not something that I've internalized to the point that that's where my mind goes so moving to the second part of of what happened uh, Campo Santo uh, said that they 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 were not comfortable with this and so they said they were going to issue a DMCA strike against um, PewDiePie's plays of their Firewatch yes um, and then the the videos were taken down We don't know if that was because of an actual strike or if PewDiePie heard about it chose yeah. to take it down whatever but um, That's that's another It's it's a tool that's not to be used in that way correct and and uh, he, he later came back and said okay. I, I should have tried to contact him directly This is not what this is yeah. for and he, he realizes that when he was yes. in an interview with VentureBeat talking about mm-hmm. that but like that also um, that, that kind of brought up another topic where where uh it's it's another area where where we're not okay with this particular use because it yeah. impli- because of the implications mm-hmm. and the implication of using a strike a copyright strike yeah. against somebody because you don't agree with them yes. is uh, is censorship is. restriction of freedom of speech mm-hmm. and and it it implies that the only reason we're able to play these games is not because we're legally allowed to but because they are permitting us to do it out of their grace Correct. which is which is not how fair use is going and. I'm really looking forward to the day when this gets to the top of the Supreme Court and it's it, yeah because we've, I'm we've also had terrified enough cases of that because yeah. the Supreme Court has clearly demonstrated on many many occasions mm-hmm. that they have no clue what they're doing they don't when know it about technology technology yeah. and media yeah. and and property rights like everything everything of that is so far outside of their yeah. wheelhouse that they don't have the ability to to make uh, yeah. law-based judgments on that in I my agree. opinion I agree. And so that could, at the end of the day, go either way, and I'm not looking forward to that, yeah. but I want, I want it to be resolved because, to those of us who do understand, this is a fairly cut and dried case yeah. that, that fair use entitles us to be able to, like when we, when we have our videos up here, that we're able to, to put it forward and we're we are adding something, we're doing uh, commentary or something like that, we're we're contributing something this is a new thing that we Mm -hmm. are creating yeah it's not just this game that
0: we have yeah yeah and so you're you're so to me if you are saying that if if uh a critic wrote a review of a movie mm -hmm. or whatever yeah. So that's that's very much what comment, commentary is, a, is creating and they do have, they've commentary had cases on that they, and they've had court cases that, that this should fall under yeah. where you are creating new content. What you're doing is creating new content. You are not uh, copying verbatim what was given to you and yeah. you're creating a new way to, to to consume said content. So So if you create a review or a playthrough of, of a game mm-hmm. and then you say something completely unrelated in your personal life you can't take down that that, that uh, whoever you did the review of she cannot take, have you take it down for something unrelated right. similarly I, I would say this is, this is where it actually there is a difference uh, they replaced um, Kermit the Frog from the Muppets okay. um, so the new Muppets uh, the, that are coming out is going to have a new guy Steve Whitmore was, it was um, the guy who took over after Henson passed away Okay, hmm. So Whitney and I were discussing, Whitmore is more of Kermit to me because I watched Muppet Christmas Carol. That's Steve Whitmore. So he's been doing yeah. it forever. And he has said some things outside of the Muppets that, yeah. that the- Disney and, and, and Henson Studios were like, hey, uh, we really don't appreciate this. We don't appreciate it. Da, 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 And he kept doing it. So then he was let go. Now that is different because he, he is uh, the company that he works for. Let him go. Right. So if and you are a reviewer and you're working for a company, and that company says, you know what, I I, I can't employ you here anymore because of whatever. That's fine. But that's that is a that is not that is a decision based on the company. And PewDiePie right. is technically his own LLC. Right. And so if if a
1: if a He'd movie, to fire himself. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so if if a movie company disagreed with something that Ebert said. Yeah, they, you can't like have his, their his taken politics. Out. Yeah, you're you're not able to Great then example. throw the law at yeah. him and be like, we don't like Ebert, and so he can't review yeah, our movies. Exactly. It's like no, no this is a separate thing yeah. this and 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 critique and commentary yeah. these are new forms of yeah. of
0: art and, and yeah. they're creating something that is separate from the original property yeah. the only reason this is giving a spotlight is because of how big pewdiepie is yeah because i i know i don't even have to look i know these words are being used in other let's plays yeah. they're being used in other people's streams on twitch yeah. because um unfortunately you don't have anyone to censor you on the internet, so you can say whatever you want, fortunately and unfortunately. So a lot of this hate still comes out yeah. uh, in, in regards to uh, to uh, Let's Plays and, and uh, Twitch streams. So I don't think there can be or should be a way to straight-up censor everything because it's all based on context. Yeah. and uh, And I think that the viewer should be able to to turn it off. If you don't like this, then you should be able to turn it off. So anyone who disagrees with usage of those type of racial This is not his first offense, by the way. No. This is his fourth on race alone, not counting other infractions that, that people are like that's horrible. Yeah. That's shady. Yeah. Um, this is his fourth one regards to race itself.
1: Right, and he's he's demonstrated various other things that we find unethical. Like yeah. we 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 are not subscribed to, nor do we follow him because of partly because of those things. Um, but like when he was talking about, you know, once I reach fifty million subscribers, then I'll delete my channel. He deletes another channel using this as as propaganda yeah. and and
0: means we got to... him because everyone wanted to see him delete his channel, so people subscribed. Yeah, just to see him delete his channel. Yeah, and now he's got them as now he has them as subscribers, possibly, you know, for right. And he's continued
1: to go up, and now he's at fifty, seven, fifty-eight, or something. And it's 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 because we have issues with him personally. We as consumers are are absolutely within our rights to do this. But the freedom of speech allowed us in America means that he can say whatever we want. We could use offensive words here. We choose not to do so.
0: Specifically yeah. for these reasons, I I would say I know I used I used one that was that's that's pretty offensive there, but I was trying to think of other things uh, to use. But uh, this is what sunk. This is the same thing that sunk Roman Polanski's career. Roman Polanski was the director at yeah. the time, but because of a legal, uh, because of his actions outside, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Because of his actions outside of uh, uh, of directing, uh, no one wanted to see his movies anymore. And right. then what made and, it worse is that he left the United States when he, he was told by the court and by his lawyer, yeah, you can continue working and go and leave the country. Mm-hmm. He did, and then they were like, ah, once you get back here, we're going to arrest you and you're going to be thrown in jail. So, he, so yeah. um, because this is the internet, and the internet is fickle, very fickle, and you have people who will subscribe because they hate or because they like, doesn't matter. He's continued to have subscribers. To me, okay. I, I I like to think that people should be uh, voting with their dollar. In this case, ad revenue. Yeah. Don't watch his videos if if you don't agree with what with what he's doing and why he's doing it and how he is uh, uh, milking and abusing the system and other people. Yeah. And and that's that's the ability that we have. Uh, we have
1: the ability to to vote with our wallets. Like okay, um, I. I was interested in, in playing some games by Konami mm-hmm. but because of the their issues with uh, Hideo Kojima yeah. and the way that they treated him and as well as other employees yeah. I will only buy Konami games used yeah. because I'm not willing to put money into that and sometimes and that is that is something that that is is designed mm-hmm. like that that's not by accident people are allowed to say whatever they want yep. and we as consumers are responsible yeah. for what what we support with our money yes. with with our watch time with yes. again like ad revenue mm-hmm. you know watching various content so i guess the main takeaway for us here is is we want we want to be as aware as possible of what we're supporting yep. with our habits uh, online financially and in other situations yep. so be aware of, of who it is you're supporting, um, and if you have an issue with us, anything that we say here that you find offensive, reach out to us and let us know, and we will we will work on that. We will look at it, see if
0: it's something that perhaps we should
1: change. Yeah, we are open to change. Yeah,
0: it's not about it's not about censorship uh, at all. It's it's about uh, it's about love, and when you have these things coming from places of hate, uh, that's a that's a problem. Frustration, yeah, but hate, um, especially at that level is not acceptable so much love guys let us know in the comments what you think about uh about people using these kind of words in in let's plays uh if you think that there's a there's a place for it in my opinion comedy is the only thing i can think of yeah but let let us know in the comments what your thoughts on this uh, subject are and we'll talk to you guys later take care